Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. How are you, Adele? Well, Jeremy, I got some pretty great news last Friday. Really? What did you get? I'm also going back flying. Yay! Adele got her recall. Woo-woo! Celebration! Jeremy's dancing right now. That's true. That's true. So we're doing this podcast. uh, We're not in the same room. We're not together right now. Adele is in Montreal, and I am in Vancouver. So we're doing one of these fun episodes where uh, we're staring at each other through a TV screen or computer monitor. Yeah, exactly. So, and we haven't been together since I've received the news. So we haven't fully celebrated in person. No, we get to see each other on Friday and that's when we get to celebrate. Yeah, exactly. So I have a few more days of work and then of course I'm going to go through the same thing uh, like Jeremy just went through. Um, yeah, so I have to get my security badges, my equipment, um, get ready for my training, lots of documents to fill out, lots of videos to watch, um, training days to attend. And then by the beginning of September, I'm hoping I get to train you. (laughs) mm -hmm. I mean, Jeremy doesn't really know what his schedule is like. It's a little up in the air. But yeah, by the beginning. September, I'll be flying again. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> You're so excited. I am. I'm excited for you. Now, my uh, question for you, and I, I don't know the answer to this yet. So, are you bidding to fly as a flight attendant or as an in charge flight attendant for September or both? I mean, I don't really know how it works. I'm assuming I can only hold reserve flight attendant at this point. I am pretty junior because they, where the recalls stopped was my phase of initial training. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't really have anybody. They have, well, I was pretty senior in my phase, but then that's it. There's nobody else that has been recalled since and nobody else is being trained right now after me so far. So I'm very, very junior. It's as if I'm a new flight attendant. So if I think back of what I could hold back then, I wasn't a service director. I wasn't. I was a flight attendant on reserve. Yeah. Now I'm wondering because there is German flying available in Calgary. If you're flying as a flight attendant, will you be able to touch any of that? I'm still guessing no, because there's going to be only a few flights per week. It's not a daily flight route and uh, just yet. Because it's still just slow. The operations are slowly ramping up, but they're not what they used to be. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I'm on reserve, I very well might end up getting a German flight. <laughs> I can hear a dog panting in the background there. <laughs> I know. She's being annoying. <laughs> That's okay. I have cars outside uh that are revving their engines really loud right now. See, we're not in our little podcast office right now. So it's, you know, we have to deal with the outside environmental conditions. So every other car is a Tesla here, but then the ones that aren't Teslas are big, loud, roaring engine machines. (laughs) 
Yeah, and you your window pretty much gives onto the street very close. So Yeah, and it's a busy street in Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. You're downtown, so Excellent. Oh, so uh, we can't wait. So we'll have to be updating everybody with um with your process of getting back to work and flying and how you feel getting back to it. So that's going to be great. Um, now, what is the main topic that we want to talk about this week? So um, we both just finished reading Falling by TJ Newman. And, you know, we also haven't done a reacts episode we haven't done an incident in a while so we thought we'd you know add a bit of content to our episodes and not just constantly updating you even though that we just finished reading this book and we thought we would talk about it um it's about a flight there's flight attendants pilots um it's on a plane so it's very fitting, and it's written by a flight attendant. T.J. Newman was a flight attendant for 10 years with two different airlines. Yep, Alaska and Virgin America. So, well, first of all, we're going to talk about the book today. So if you haven't read the book, um, I suggest not listening to the rest of this episode if you plan on reading it in the future, because we're going to talk about the entirety of the book. So there's going to be spoilers. Uh, pause this episode, finish the book, go buy the book, listen to it another time, and then come back to this episode. So, you know, so really quick synopsis. And this is, uh, this was sort of like, what is shared with you about the book before you start reading it, like if you read the back cover, and you're trying to get a little idea. So all I knew was that it was written by a flight attendant, and it's supposed to be a really good read. And then the synopsis was something along these lines. There's a flight that takes off, and the captain is on the internet on his phone or on his computer once they're at cruising altitude, and then he finds out that somebody has kidnapped his family. It's at this point that the captain is given a choice by the kidnapper. The kidnapper says, either I kill your family or you crash the plane. Now you have to choose. And that's sort of the setup, the premise of the book. And that happens pretty quickly within the book. And then you're like, uh, what? And then it starts to unfold from there. Yeah, it's definitely one of those books that you do not put down. You don't want to put down. The action starts right away. You are engulfed in the book. You want to know the story. You love the characters very quickly as well. Um, and of course, with us being cabin crew, we relate to a lot of the aspects of the story right away. We, we see the day to day as it starts unfolding. And then we, we get the, the crazy part that Jeremy just described um, really kind of the whole plot and the whole unfolding of the, of the book there. Um, and yeah, it's just, it, and it's not very long either. It's 287 pages. If you have the paper, uh, not the paperback, sorry, the just regular hardcover, hardcover that I believe is the only one that's out right now. Um, so if you have that one, the just your regular book copy, yeah, it's 287 pages, super easy read. Um, if you have it on Kindle or, or something else, audiobook, I don't know how long it is, but definitely one of the shortest books I've read lately, which is 
not a bad thing at all. It means you can get through it very quickly. Both me, Jeremy and I, I think, uh, respectively had two days to read it each three days a couple so. days yeah a couple days of like actually reading so i like i i'm not one to sit down and read a book all that often so i was reading it on planes when i was flying between vancouver and calgary and i finished it within the, like a few plane trips yeah and you were telling me every day that you read a little bit more i can't wait for you to read it i cannot wait for you to read it we have to talk about this so you had to hold your tongue for her about a week until i got the book and was able to read the book and then now we're sitting down and talking about it finally because we haven't yeah. talked about it just yet we just said oh my god it's so good yeah okay i finished it okay now we can plan on on discussing it so we don't know what we really thought about the book more than, oh my God, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it, it's a real page turner, like you said, and um, it's nonstop action. So it's, it's hard to put down. Like I remember I, I had to put the book down because it's like, okay, Jeremy, it's time to get off the plane. <laughs> um, but like it, it, the action is just, it's constant. Well, as soon as you find out that crazy information, like, that the captain has to make this choice. You're like, Oh my goodness. Um, and so we'll, we'll elaborate a little bit more and talk about some of the other main characters. So there's obviously the captain, um, there's his family. And then of course there's the cabin crew. So I, I kind of enjoyed how they, you know, they used a somewhat typical cabin crew. So they had the in-charge flight attendant who had flown with the captain numerous times and had been in the airline for 20 plus years and, you know, kind of, um, a veteran of of flying and then you had the character they called they called daddy and he was kind of like a slightly older gentleman flight attendant and he was kind of like the happy-go-lucky like hey honey like you know kind of taking care of everybody and then you had the newbie flight attendant who had only been flying for like two weeks so it was kind of neat how they incorporated those three classes of flight attendant yeah and that was perfect because that's pretty much on in a regular situation what you would get on any typical flight you know you'll like you know a lot of people often ask us oh do you always fly with the same crew do you always you know fly with your friends and um they definitely explained it very well in the book in the sense that they knew each other they've both been flying for like um everyone except the newbie flight attendant kelly pretty much knew each other because They've all been flying for a very amount of years, but they don't always fly together. But they have flown with each other enough to know each other, to respect each other, to, you know, like each other. Like um, Joe, the in-charge flight attendant, knew Bill and his family. They all have hung out prior. They've, I think, had barbecues or suppers together as, you know, one big family. So, you know, it's... And that's often the case with cabin crew. You don't just have um, a relationship on board. If you get to know your crew and you have, you know, some sort of seniority and you have, you know, get to know different people, you build these relationships outside of the plane and you create a family uh, on the ground as well as in the air. Yeah, very true. And um, so the airline in question here, it's a fictional airline in the U.S., and it's a smaller type airline. So it's not like 
100,000 employees. It's probably, you know, much, much smaller than that. So the chances of flying with the same people over and over again is is far greater. Uh, and so a few things to talk about here. The aircraft in question, it was an Airbus 320. Uh, the route, they were going from LA to New York, so a very typical busy route. And uh, and that's where sort of our our whole story unfolds. And now LA to New York will be about a five-hour flight. So the whole series of the book happens in about that five hours. Yeah, exactly. So um, you can imagine that there's a lot of action, a lot happens, a lot of details, and a lot of different pieces of the puzzle that are happening at the same time during those five hours. So, yeah, you can imagine there's some sort of law enforcement that gets involved. And when planes fly, there's air traffic control that gets involved as well. Um, all the airport security officials, all of that. So, and you get the perspective and very detailed as well of each of these elements. Um, on board, you get the pilot's perspective as well as the cabin crew. And then on the ground, you have the police, you have, well, the family um, who's been kidnapped, who's are dealing with that. You have air traffic control and, you know, you have everything. So it's really, it's really well done and well explained and no aspect or no group of people in this situation I feel was um, under described or underrepresented, or like left out mm-hmm. or just kind of brushed by mm-hmm. brushed off um, or something. Yeah. And, and I felt like it was interesting. So a couple things on the flight. So one piece of information that sort of, I don't know, I don't know if you felt this was, a little less realistic, or maybe it's more realistic in this day and age, but it seemed like everybody had internet access and everybody had high speed, full, like almost like your internet access that you get at home. It seemed like, you know, like they're video chatting, like it's nothing. And I'm like, my experience using internet on a plane has never been that smooth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was, um, one thing I think I mentioned to you, or I don't know if I talked about it with someone else, but I was definitely a bit weirded out by that one thing. But at the same time, um, people do use internet a lot on planes for different things. We just have mm-hmm. with our airline specifically, we have certain rules when it comes to video chatting or like certain um, elements of the internet and things like that. So yeah. like you can't, just start FaceTiming people, essentially. Like, that's yeah. not allowed. Um, so. But, uh, so, as some things as the flight was unfolding, like, there's one part where, uh, you know, they're doing something a little different when they're trying to bring the oxygen masks down, but not not having them be released by the flight deck. Because the, the flight deck can manually release the oxygen masks in the back but they didn't want them activated. They just wanted them available, if that makes sense. Um, And so they're like, how are we going to do this without, you know, alerting everybody? And then the character that they called daddy was like, I know, what about FAA regulation so-and-so? And And then Kelly's like, I've never heard of that. And then Joe is like, that's because he just made it up. But he 
was able to fool you with that. So I kind of liked that part of the book. And I was like, it's true. You, you could make up some regulation, except if everybody has internet access, someone would just be like, what the heck is this? And then that kind of, I don't want to say foiled their plan, but it, all, it definitely put um, put suspicions into their plans when a popular Instagram influencer like it was like, oh, this is what's going on on our flight. And people are like, mm, that's not a thing. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, the book wasn't passengers against the crew. It was an outside force against the plane. So it definitely helped them move along the relationship between the passengers and the cabin crew because they all had to work together in the end Yeah, because so much happened and there was poison and there was suspicions of which passengers were actually good or bad because they thought there were, because they were told there were. So it was, it was really cool. And I'm just thinking in every, like they describe parts of the galley and, you know, how they actually manually release the um, oxygen mask with a manual re- release rod yep. and um, all these things. And, you know, like, the flight deck procedures and how you always have to block. And that's the American procedures, you know, in the States, uh, we have different procedures in Canada. Um, but that's hundred percent true. You know, you have to, um, make sure that nobody gets in the cockpit. Well, yeah. And, um, they also may, may, uh, mentioned briefly at some point that, you know, some people, you know, roll their eyes at the procedure, like kind of half ass it, or just, you know, pretend to do it but not fully because you you're in a situation on you know most flights thankfully that you think that you're never going to be in a situation like that so you do your safety protocols never thinking that they're actually going to be put into practice fully but you always have to be prepared like that's what our training is for it's not just to not do it properly because if something ever happened you want to make sure that you did all your steps properly Mm -hmm. you know like that one time someone's going to try to go into the flight deck you want to make sure that you're actually doing the procedures properly to make sure that you can stop the person from going in yep oh anyways it's it was all very like i could relate to that part oh my gosh that one too it would just went back and it was just oh my gosh and it was, you know, right before getting recalled back to work, you just mm-hmm. got recalled back to work. So it was just like kind of also the perfect time to read a book like that. Yeah, it was interesting as well. Like the like you were saying, the relationship with the passengers and then you have the one passenger who's like, you know, when they start finding things out about what's going on, he's like, well, we have to do this and this and this and this. And he's sort of trying to take control of the situation. And it's like easy there, buddy. Like, we're going to try and give you a role to to try and make you feel like you're, you're doing something. But at the same time, we're also kind of shutting you down because you're not in control of this situation. The flight attendants are going to remain in control of the cabin. And then uh, there was the, the dynamic with that other passenger who was offering to help. And they were like, I don't know, man, that guy's giving us like some creepy vibes. I don't know. And then he ends up being one of the good guys. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, but they, they had to, you know, assess out their able-bodied passengers and, mm-hmm. and you know, which people they had to help when they were first, you know, figuring out, oh, do, do we have any infants? 
any people requiring wheelchair assistance, you know, where are those people? Because that's what we have to do in an emergency. We have to be aware of these people, where they're seated, who will need extra help, who can help these people with extra help. So, you know, like you said, with able-bodied passengers and they find out like, oh, these passengers have some military experience and yada, yada, yada. So it's like, you know, these are, these are people that you're going to want on your side for, you know, who understand structure of, of authority. And it's like, Hey, you know, although you might have this other experience, you know, when it comes to the aircraft, we do have a chain of command as well. And so, you know, they would understand that. Exactly. Um, how many, how many airplanes would you give this out of 10? <laughs> we never had a rating system before but okay <laughs> how are what level of turbulence would you <laughs> well turbulence is bad so we don't want to do that um, i would definitely our podcast is called moderate turbulence <laughs> yeah but we're not going to rate something turbulently <laughs> okay how would you rate this Anyways, I would give it 10 airplanes for sure. Yeah, like it's it was... this person's first book. She's a flight attendant or former former flight attendant. Excellent job describing the job in the book along with a very captivating story. You know, like she could have written about anything. She could have written a, a, a romance novel. It had nothing to do with anything, but you know, the fact that she's a flight attendant written about flight attendants, it's just very credible, very captivating. I mean, the whole aviation world is just, I mean, most people I know are like, oh my God, I have to read this book. Yeah. Yeah. So, like when, when you got that book as a, as a birthday gift, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to read it. And then we've told lots of flight attendant friends. I tell a lot of people in training, like, oh, have you heard of the book Falling by TJ Newman? And they're like, no. I was like, the author used to be a flight attendant and the book like takes place on an airplane. And then people are like, really? And and yeah, a lot of people are getting interested. It is really good. So anyone out there, I hope we didn't spoil too much for you, but please go out there, support TJ Newman and uh, purchase this book, whether you buy it online and, and read it or whether you buy the hard copy, uh, the hardcover copy that, uh, that we both read. Um, but please support her and the let, let's hope that uh, she keeps writing books about aviation and highlighting not just pilots, but flight attendants in all aspects of, uh, of the aviation world. Yeah, and the book was also, uh, the movie rights were bought. I think we've mentioned this already too, but yeah, I can't wait to see this on film. Like that will be such a good movie. I cannot wait. It's probably going to take several years to, to make and, and all this stuff, but I cannot wait for that day. Who would you cast as uh, some of the main characters? I'm really bad at that, so I'm not <laughs> even going to venture a guess. But I mean, I kind of want the actor who played Sully to play Bill. <laughs> that would be so nice. You mean Tom Hanks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that that would be funny. Let's see. Okay, so Joe could be played by. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Daddy would be know. Will Ferrell for sure. Or Zach Galifianakis. Oh my god, that would be the best. No, I think yeah, it would have to be one of those guys, like Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen could play a good dad. Like I picture 
daddy. I mean, he was also described this way, but I picture him as a big guy, like mm-hmm. tall and like stocky and just like imposing. Like you don't mess with daddy. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, Anna Kendrick, because we love her. <laughs> no, but I feel like Kelly is not that Anna Kendrick is old, but you have to, you have some, you need someone who's like 18 years old. Like a brand new flight attendant type thing. Yeah. Like she looks like fresh and like she's literally just got out of high school. (laughs) Because sometimes like that's how the newbies look like just so young and (laughs) the seniors will always comment. Oh my gosh, you're so young. You're the age of my daughter. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's so true. Just a baby fresh out of high school. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, I guess we didn't want to spoil too much, even though we said we wouldn't spoil, but we didn't, we had a little spoilers here and there, but um, it's definitely action packed, a definitely huge recommendation. Um, And yeah, also so excited to get back to work. Hopefully that situation doesn't happen on my plane, but I feel like I'll be prepared now because I just read the book. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. So very happy. Congratulations, Adele, for getting your call back. Uh, we can't wait to see you in the skies. Uh, if you're flying as a flight attendant, maybe maybe we'll fly together. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but I think you want to stay in training for just a bit longer. So that's uh, cool. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, well, whether or not we're flying together or not flying together or, you know, if we're in the air and you happen to be on one of our flights, make sure that you're nice to us. Because we might have to save your butt one day. All right. Thanks. uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at HuffyJ and at La Delvi. Thank you.